It was only 2.30. He was probably still up. The palms was nearly empty now. Recorded music played softly in the background. A few stragglers sat at tables in the bar, nursing their last cold drinks. Randy and Carmela and the new kid, what was her name? Laurel, were cleaning up, trying to close. A guy at the bar tried to wheedle another drink out of Carmela, but she just ignored him. Jacket over her shoulder, Paula headed for the front door, waving goodnight to Carmela and Randy. Hey, babe, need a lift? It was a guy she didn't know, at the table closest to the door, so drunk he could hardly keep his head up. He wasn't going to be any trouble. No thanks, Ace. You better get a ride of your own. Guy didn't look like he could drive five blocks without crashing. The drunk gave her a sloppy grin, then pointed his finger at her like a gun made a kind of shooting noise. Asshole. Paula stepped through the front door and out onto Polk Street. The air was warm, muggy, San Francisco nights. She put on her jacket anyway, left it unzipped. There were still people out wandering or lost, and a few street soldiers were in sight. She smiled, shaking her head. The Polk was such a half-assed corridor. The street soldiers always had their hands out, and a lot of them were as likely to try to nail you on your doorstep as give you safe conduct. Still, they kept the street itself relatively safe, and Paula could take care of herself. So, home or chick's place? Ah, shit, she was too wound up to sleep. It had been a great set. Chick's place, then. It was closer, anyway. She started up the street, headed uphill and west. There wasn't much traffic. A few cars, pedal carts and scooters. An electric bus heaved down the street, flashes of blue sparking off the overhead wires. It was almost half full. On the opposite sidewalk, a street medico was working on someone lying half in the gutter, two street soldiers standing over them. Paula watched, trying to figure out if something shifty was going down, but she couldn't tell. She let it go. She passed a stunner arcade that was still open, but it was mostly dark inside, and she could see only a single jerking figure within. A scooter cab swung to the curb alongside her, the old, long-haired driver lifting an eyebrow. Paula smiled and shook her head, and the cabbie pulled away. Two men, hardly more than boys, staggered in tandem along the sidewalk, and Paula had to step into the street to avoid them. She could see it in their eyes and their twitching. Net zombies. Bastards. Most places were closed, but a couple of eateries were still open, and Margot's Spice and Espresso Bar, a video parlor, Sherry's Shock Shop. Paula stopped in front of Tiny's, a 24-hour donut house, seriously thought about going in... She had a real weakness for the damn things, all that fat and sugar. She knew they were bad for her, but she loved them. But the Malavy twins were inside, the two women pouring coffee all over their donuts and the table, burning the cups with their cigarettes, coffee and ash and melted plastic dripped onto the floor. No, she didn't want to deal with that shit tonight. She walked up two more blocks, still energized. She was starting to sweat under a jacket. Two street soldiers offered to escort her home, but she declined. Neither followed her. She turned a corner and headed away from Polk. 
Chick's place was just two blocks down, but it was a creepy two blocks at night, not really a part of the corridor. The street lights seemed to cast more shadows than light, and the building windows were mostly dark. Paula didn't see anyone on either sidewalk, which was just as bad as seeing someone coming toward her. She put her hands in her jacket pockets and gripped the charged gravity knife with her right hand. She wasn't scared, but she wasn't completely comfortable either. Nothing happened. No one jumped out from behind a parked car or out of a doorway. When she reached Chick's apartment building, a seven-story brick monstrosity called the Monarch, she unlocked the porch gate, went through, then climbed the half-dozen steps and unlocked the building door. The lobby was well lit for a change, but the elevator was still out of order. She started up the stairs, five flights. Good thing she was in shape. The building was quiet, though she did hear the faint sound.